my Xavier Kugats. This is your conjunction junctioning and... Oh, fucked up already. I already fucked up. Hello, my Xavier Kugats. This is your conjunction junctioning and host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, or his P is a Magic Number podcast, yet beware the hairy butt mango. Because of stupid stubby February, you lucky bastards are getting this episode one day earlier than you should. I blame Caesar Caesar, who also failed to produce even one pizza between the two of them. Next show, though, we dance on their graves on the Ides of March, assuming I score a couple of plane tickets to Rome. Or just one. The mango can fly produce. Today's story may remind you a little too much of another story on a previous episode, but it's almost totally different. And besides, I can totally rip myself off. What am I gonna do, sue me? Frankly, that sounds like a good idea. Oh shit, I'm in for it now. On the bright side, I'll save quite an ugly penny by hiring the same lawyer as myself. Let that hotshot figure out if there's a conflict of interest between me. That's what I and I are paying him for, Yaman. And oh yes, buddy fire sprinkler knows. Buddy fire sprinkler knows by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Man, if only he had it as easy as Edward Scissorhands. No, it only got that good in the movies. Poor buddy, he was perfect in every way except his nose was a fire sprinkler. But that isn't the crazy part of this story. The crazy part is, that wasn't how he got his name. No, he just happened to be born to Mr. and Mrs. Fire Sprinkler Nose, who had perfectly good fleshy human noses themselves. In fact, Fire Sprinkler Nose is actually Swedish for baker. No, don't look it up. I am confident that there is no way you could possibly imagine what sort of problems having a fire sprinkler for a nose could cause. Fortunately for you, I can illustrate the exact type of problem a paragraph or two from now. Buddy had no end of those problems I'm not telling you about throughout his childhood. He had to go to a special school that everybody but his mother called his basement. He lived a sheltered life, seeing only Mr. and Mrs. Fire Sprinkler Nose and Mrs. Fire Sprinkler Nose's occasional friend, Mrs. Candlestick Maker, which interestingly enough is English for chasing jello wagons. Well, little Buddy was living like Quasimodo or the Phantom of the Opera, one of those poor fucked up bastards, and of course fell in love with Mrs. Candlestick Maker. One day Buddy's mom was having a Tupperware party and she said, You better keep your nose out of my Tupperware party, buddy. And she meant that literally. Those of you who just fast-forwarded 30 seconds ahead to this point to find out what happens with the fire sprinkler nose can just skip ahead once or twice more. Talk to you in half a minute or two, or a couple of seconds, or is that a fourth? Well, Buddy knew that Mrs. Candlestick Maker would be there, and he just had to see her. Maybe she'd be wearing that yellow sundress. Wah, wah, wah. So he snuck up out of his dungeon school and hid slyly right up behind the stacked Wondelier three-piece bowl set. There was Mrs. Candlestick Maker in that very sundress. Buddy inadvertently pushed the bowls forward five inches without laying a hand on them. Before the party really got slamming, in a second incredible coincidence, the same story, Mrs. Candlestick Maker showed everyone a candlestick that she had made herself. She lit it right there in front of everybody, and the wafting smoke from her shaken match got right up Buddy's nose. He sneezed, and a manic high-pressure shower of snot blasted over everyone and everything, including Mom and Mrs. C and everyone else and all the deviled eggs in the Tupperware brand exceptional server set. It kept going until Buddy ran into the kitchen to sob and rehydrate himself. Needless to say, everyone was pissed at him. They would have messed him up bad if they hadn't all been glued to the living room carpet. Once everyone agreed not to beat him or sue him, and the ones who had gotten some in their mouths were the real holdouts on this, he began peeling his crusting mucus off of them. My skin, said Mrs. Jones, which was Welsh for I'm gonna take it a train. It's so soft. And it was true. My mustache, said Mrs. Patel, which was Indian for some stuff I can't be bothered to make up right now. What I mean is that's the literal translation of Patel. It's gone. 
And that too was true. Of course, the hair on all of their heads was also gone, and it hurt like hell, but they all looked so young and non-hairy-faced that they were willing to let it slide. Mrs. Firesprinkler Nose said, To hell with this Tupperware shit! And announced she was going into epilation and exfoliation parties, which sounded about two and a half times better than snottings. When Mrs. Candlestick Maker brought up the delicate question of a Brazilian snot, Buddy sent the Wonderlier three-piece bowl set straight across the room. If this story made you spray your disgusting bodily fluids, you can wipe it and other sticky situations up right here at my very own soon-to-be podcastration, Beware the Hairy Mango. Damn Blizzard ascends glistened. What does that mean? That means I promised some guys many months ago that I'd put their words into a show. Take a polygraph on the comments for this post or edit candy mail me and we'll watch Wonder Woman repeats all night long at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or help Lyle Wagner design her new costume from pieces of the invisible jet at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com so Steve Trevor can finally take a peek at his lady love or Wonderware. And while we're in the DCU, hop onto the commissioner's roof and fire up the bad SF signal at sfsignal.com. Word is that Louis the Lilac's back in town, and we know this because our man John DiNardo has gone undercover as Louis's second favorite henchman, Sassafras. We're offering a BTHM liquid lunch to anyone and anyone who converts to this show. That's a Reuben Kincaid sandwich, a slice of sweet potato pie, and a root beer, all liquefied and served together in a nasty old Korg 70,000 BC thermos I found under my bed at my parents' house. Lucky for you, I just started staying there again for the last few years. I'm waiting for the influx of listeners. Influx. Tweet what you excrete after following your damn dirty host from the bowels of twitter.com slash upwithgravity. Depending on your gender and my preference at the time, we'll either pitch woo or fling poo. Either way, you'll want to bob your head. I got a flyer in the mail today called the Money Saver and looked around to see if the mail carrier was drunk and mixed up my mail with someone else's. Certainly, I should have received the Money Squanderer instead. I checked all the mailboxes in a three-block radius to no avail before realizing I can't squander my money until you press the donate button on the homepage and give me some. You work on that, and meanwhile, I've got a shitload of net to go watch. This podcast sprouts like an off-center ponytail made entirely of neck hair from the sweat-soaked muscular nape of a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 imported license. This is still the guy who runs this joint, so sit your ass back down. Matthew Sanborn Smith saying, when you go to your kid's school next parents' night, remember that a really shitty picture only paints about 83 words. Good night. My mustache!